0: I want to be the best and that's why I play the game but to be the best you have to win and that's what welcome back everybody to another episode of the clutch talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all as always I am your host John very happy to be here let me check in with my boy over there from the six Jay hizzle how you doing my dog
1: Doing great. Let's let's get into it. Let's let's cut the small talk. Let's get right into this ball. But how
0: are you doing, Jay? You doing feeling nice? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you, my dog, as always. And, uh, sure. you know, I'm just, I'm just excited, like how you said, Jay, just to get it straight into the ball talk, man. But just real quick for the fans, man, if you guys are on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit that like button. And leave us a nice comment down below, man. Leave us a comment of what your favorite game of the week was or whatever you want to do, man. And as always, don't forget to follow our Instagram. But... Let's like how Jay said, let's skip the small talk over us over here at Clutch Talk. We just like to get straight into the hoop talk. So let's get straight into it. You ready to do this, brother? Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. So last week we introduced a new a new little game that, you know, the up or down game. So, you know, we're going to double it back and we gonna come right back to that game. So we got a couple of up and down questions, man. All the fans, you guys let us know if you guys are up or down, too. But Jay. I got uh, my first question here for you, man. Is look, so we are seeing the Suns on a record-breaking uh, uh, winning game streak right now. You know, for the first time, they've won ten games straight in a decade, man. You know, and it was crazy, Jay. Is a lot of people last year just didn't believe the Sun, didn't believe in the Sun. Said, oh, they're getting lucky. They 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 played an injured team each each round, and they're not really this good. And now they're really kind of shutting everybody up. And now because they're on an eleven-game winning streak. Jay are you up or and, and right now they're they're second in the west but Jay I want to ask are you up or down on the Phoenix Suns finishing in a top two record in the west
1: I'm up on it I mean before this season in our preview I've I've already had this the Suns at number two uh at the number two spot so this is right where I thought they were gonna be um and I don't see any reason why that's changing I mean you look at their roster all the way top from bottom. I mean, they only you could say they only added, you know, Landry Shramit and JaVale McGee. They lost Torrey Craig, who was, you know, one of their better perimeter defenders on the wing. But I mean, he wasn't let's be honest, he wasn't the biggest piece they could have lost. And besides that, they brought everyone back, including Cameron Payne, uh, Cam Johnson, all those, you know, secondary pieces. And then, of course, they kept the core of CP and D-Book. DeAndre Ayton. Um, he didn't sign the max, but he's still with the squad. So they brought everyone back, Jay Crowder, everyone back. And there's no reason for me to believe that, you know, it was a fluke that they made it to the to the finals. I thought they were a well-constructed team um, who did receive some good fortune on their way to the finals, obviously. But I think they're playing at a high level um, and I think it's only going to continue. For, so it's no reason for me to believe that any of this is a fluke because we saw it last season and we're just seeing it again after a slow start, but then getting back into the swing of things and obviously on historic run now. But how are you feeling about it, Jay?
0: I don't know, Jay. So I mean I agree, I w- I agree with you on the fact that you know, they're not a fluke as a team, you know, they've proved it that, hey, I know we got, I know we got some lucky, lucky breaks, but we're not a fluke as a team, but top two in the West is tough, man, because I don't know, I'm mean, the Warriors. I mean, we, we see the way they're playing. They're playing at an all-time high. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat that out. The Jazz, I think, I you know, that. I know that, I know the Jazz aren't, you know, aren't exactly where they want to be, but I think that in the span of an 82-game season, I think that they'll be able to pick it up, man, and I just, you know, I I, li- I like CP, man, but He's he's getting up there in the age man. I don't know if he can con, con, con consistently keep this up for a whole 82 game stretch versus, you know, the the Utah Jazz. I think that the, they'll be able to keep this up. So, I'm not calling them a fluke, but as to up or down on this question, the question is are they going to be a top 2 seed in the West? I don't know, man, cuz I don't know if they're either if they're beating out that Warriors team or if they're beating out that Utah Jazz team. So, for me, I I got to go down on this one, Jay. All right. All right. So so n- that's what they got.
1: That, But Jay, that's why they got campaign for, to, to to fill right in for CP. But I mean, I can see why that age would be a factor. But I think they're just so deep. One of the deepest teams in the West and the league, for that matter, so that they have all those pieces who can fill in on a night to night basis. And you even saw it with DeAndre Ayton being out. Frank Kaminsky stepped right in. JaVale McGee stepped right in and filled in for them. So they just got that next man up mentality. And I talked about on the last episode is what you need from a competitive championship contending team. And they have all that. Uh, so that's why I have them. You, up. I'm up on them. man. Do
0: you, do, do, but do you think just real quick, do you think campaign is a point guard that could lead his team to, you know, when CP is out to being a top two team in the West with other great point guards, you know, for like from from the Jazz and the, from the from the Warriors?
1: No, but that's why they got D-booked to be that number one guy. <laughs>
0: okay. All uh, right.
1: Even if CP's on the floor, they still got D-booked as their one option, and that doesn't change if, C- uh, if Cameron Payne. He can do enough to keep them in contention, get, get guys in positions where uh, they need to be, and he can get his own at the same time uh, if they need it.
0: Okay. All right. All right. For sure. I-, I feel that, Jay. So next question that we have here, Jay, is – let's jump over there to the east jay are you up or down on the chicago bulls being real championship contenders real championship contenders because I've, I've you know i've had some people say 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 yes i had some people say that, that they're they're not really going to be able to make it past that grueling eastern conference playoffs but how are you feeling jay are you up or down on the bulls t- uh chances for a title this year
1: and are you so the Championship contenders, by definition, are you mean like they're winning a title or they're no, just they, competing? No, they, for... they, they, they win the East. Sorry, I should have clarified that better. Okay, they, they, they win they the at East? Least get, they at least get to the okay. championship. They're in the championship. Down on that, man. Ooh. I think I think that the Bulls, for as great as they've been and all that they've uh, accomplished to this point, um, playing at extremely high levels, led by Zach Levine, uh, we'll get into that later about one of the games that I've highlighted, um, one of his amazing performances that he's helped throughout the season. But I mean, I think their biggest weakness is number one, losing Patrick Williams. We talked about it a few shows ago, huge loss for them being that they're for um, another great defender that they're losing, as well as I don't think Vucevic is a reliable rim protector that you need on a championship team. You know, they lack that rim protection. You know, I feel like teams just score at will. Uh, offensively against saw them, you know, first saw that firsthand when they played the Warriors to name that. Um, obviously they were able to be the Lakers, but I think that's just because, you know, the Lakers are without LeBron. They're on kind of a slide right now, but I think the Bulls really lack that rim protection, which is going to in the playoffs, that's ex- right. What you need, unless they're able to go out and get someone right now, I think that's going to be the biggest weakness and why I don't think they will be in the finals and be able to beat a Brooklyn, to be, a, be able to beat a Giannis, uh, to be able to beat even a Sixers team with a guy like Joel Embiid. I think that Joel is just destroying Vucevic um, in that matchup. So uh, you look at those teams at the class of the East, um, I feel like maybe I'm even missing a team, but I don't think the Bulls can beat those uh, those type of teams in a seven-game series. Right. How are you feeling about it, Jay? I, the I was,
0: the Bulls are a great team right now, so I know you're gonna have something to say about this. And I and you know, Jay. I mean, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, and you know that. You know that when the when the Bulls got together with this team, I've been up on them since then. You know, I I, I had them even high in our uh, our preseason ranking for the for the eastern conference. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna shake away from it. I'm gonna stay consistent to what I say, man. So I'm I'm up on it. Jay, I really like the Bulls as a as a team and I, I agree. I, I do agree with all the points that you bring about with 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 Vucevic and not being able to be a good rim protector. And we know in playoffs like defense wins champion. I mean in the NBA defense wins championships, man. But I just I haven't I I haven't seen a team like the Bulls yet, man. Where they got, where they got two real no, wing scores in DeMar and Zach uh, and DeMar and Zach. And they got, they got Lonzo. who's really grown into a great player who can score if need to, if need be man, but he's really out there just pushing it, pushing the tempo man, playing some great defense. And then they got, you know, great players off the bench, like Derek Jones jr. And, and, uh, and Alex Caruso. And I just, I'm just really liking that team. But I got to agree, Jay, the front, the front court and the defense is definitely a sign of concern uh, when they play those, the, the Giannises and, and the Joels. I, I, even, even a player like Andre Drummond would, would, would give him a lot of trouble, man. And that's, that's a, that's a backup Drummond. player. <laughs> <laughs> AD number two, Jay. AD number two. Yeah. AD number
1: two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, yeah, but.
0: All right, all right, Jay. Yeah, so, yeah. so then, so so let's let's keep it pushing. Man. Let's keep it pushing. We, Jay, we haven't yet agreed yet on this episode, Jay. Uh oh.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so let's keep it pushing. So, Jay. So we know our boy right here, John Moran. I'm on my Grizzly. He's right now leading the league in points in the paint. Wow, that is impressive. He is a six two, six three guard leading the league in the points in the paint. That's crazy. But Jay, are you up or down that he will finish the season leading the league in points in the paint?
1: Um, that's a tough question, just because of stats. But I don't see, I don't see why not. Honestly, I think that he's attacking the rim. I mean, elevation wise, he's up there. He, he's he he can finish any way he wants. Just just purely off his athleticism. Um, you can tell he's been in the lab working on his skills too, because just the amount of finishes he has, creativity. Um, he has and just the sheer confidence like when he drives to the rim he knows he's he's looking for contact a lot of guys you see in the league you know are trying to fade away or shy away from contact no that's not Ja he's coming to the rim trying to take, take your head off uh and dunk the ball so I don't see any reason right now to believe like that that's changing anytime soon like unless you got something like Nah, I, I ain't got, got nothing I'm right
0: there with you I'm and right there is. with you yeah Let's keep it I'm pushing. I'm that. right, I'm, I'm up, up on, on that. that too. He's the way he's been attacking the rim is just been relentless, man. We we say this all the time when we're off cam, we say, man, job ja plays relentless. So I'm 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 right there with you, Jay. Let's keep it pushing, man. Jay, uh the Wizards have surprised us all. As a matter of fact, uh last week on our episode, we we even said that the Wizards have been uh, uh you know one of the biggest surprises of the league. So Jay. Are you up or down on the Wizards finishing as a top six seed in the East and avoiding that play-in situation? Oof.
1: Like what, like right now, I don't see why not. I think they got the depth. I think Montrez Harrell, you heard the MVP <laughs> chance the other night, man. He's playing at it, he's playing at a high level. Um, MVP I think, level? <laughs> I don't I don't think he's at an MVP level. I think that was just absurd but uh <laughs> but i mean i mean even you could make a case like if you look at his numbers he's playing at a high level but obviously mvp level is is hard yeah i feel like honestly about that i feel like fans are just getting out of hand with those kind of chants. they just saying anything they're, <laughs> they're giving anyone mvp chance right now but uh yeah, I think I think the the Wizards are just looking like a brand new team. I mean, we talked about it on the last episode with Wes Unseld. He's has the the team putting the players into the right positions to win. Um, with with the depth that they have, I don't see I don't see why not. I mean, they have multiple scores, multiple options to go to on that side of the floor. Uh, defensively, they're looking like a whole new team than they were last year. So I think six six seed is. Is it legitimate? It's not out of contention. I, I'm up on it right now. So okay could All change right. in a couple of weeks, but we'll see.
0: All right, for sure. So, so let's get to our last up or down, Jay. And that is and that is about our guy that we've been raving about. And Evan Mobley, man, you know, I'd say that he is the highest chance of winning rookie of the year right now. Uh, although he did just go out with the injury. Uh Jay, are you up or down on Evan Mobley? Like the odds say winning the rookie of the year.
1: With the injury right now?
0: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's injured right now, but at, the, at the end of, by the end of the season, he, he'll, he'll be back in like two or three weeks. By the end of the season, do you have him uh, winning Rookie of the Year?
1: I, th- I think so. I think he's going to continue to grow. Uh, Cavs have a lot invested in him. They have a lot of faith in him, giving him, you know, the touches on the block, um, putting him in positions to score. Bickerstaff, um, JB, just just believing in him. That's huge as a rookie to have the confidence of your team. There's been possessions and times within the game they put him on t- being taking huge shots, like clutch uh, positions, putting him in plays where they need a bucket from him. So having that kind of faith and being in those situations puts you in a good standing to have a chance to win Rookie of the Year. So I'm up on it.
0: I'm right there with you my brother him definitely you know the way the way he plays man he does not look like a young rookie man he looks like he's been in the league for some time man and his he's going to grow into that body so I'm 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 right there with you my brother man so sure. Let's so that's you know that's the, the up or down game you know all for all the fans whatever whichever one you guys are up or down on make sure you guys comment down below but Jay we got to get you some rumors man there's some there's been some rumors I feel like I'm in middle school again talking about rumors uh, there's been some rumors going kind of flying around the rumor league rumor has it rumor has it <laughs> 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 so Jay there's been some rumors flying around the league that Daryl Morey and the Sixers staff have a, a list of thirty trades that they will accept for Ben Simmons before we even talk about that. Daryl Morey released that damn list. I need to see that. I need to see that. But, but Jay, um, one of those, one of those trades that I guess um, has been leaked is supposedly Jeremy Grant, another forward and a young player and a draft pick for Ben Simmons. So before I even continue, how do you feel about that? Give me a Sixer side about that and give me a, a Detroit business side about that.
1: From the Sixer side, um, is, is Ger- My question is, is Jeremy Grant going to play the three? Is he going to be able to slide in there? Because you already have Tobias at the four. I guess you could move Tobias to the three, and then you're bringing in Jeremy Grant. And then whoever, the, whoever this young guard is uh, or young player from the, from the Sixers, I think could be key in, in their growth and their continuement, uh movement. But I think at this point, if I'm the Sixers, I'm just taking anything, any, any reliable kind of option – and then I think Jeremy Grant would be better suited as like a two, three. He's kind of the number one option on the Pistons. We've seen that that shouldn't be really successful, can't really be successful uh, for a winning team, that is, at least. And then you're bringing in, you're getting value back, uh, pretty decent value for Ben Simmons, a guy you've been trying to get rid of. So I see it as a win if you're the Sixers. And then on the, uh, the Pistons side of things, I don't really know if that's a good look. I mean, you're bringing in a guy who plays the one, um, unless you're moving into the three where he's going to be comfortable, um, or four, filling in right there uh, for, for Cade, which could be a good position, actually. You know, you're bringing in a four. You want Cade or Killian Hayes being your one. That's clear with, with the way the Pistons are operating right now. So I see it as a bit of a win uh, for them. Because you're not, I don't think long-term Jeremy Grant, like I said, is going to be the one or two option on a title contending, even playoff contending team. So I would more consider it, uh, have, take a longer consideration if I'm the Pistons on the Sixers side. Yeah, I'm doing that deal right away. But how are you feeling
0: about it? Absolutely, Jay, man. I mean, if I'm the Sixers, I'm, I'm jumping at that, man. I mean, as Ben Simmons value has been absolutely shot. I mean, if you take b- before this whole situation happened, if you offer me this trade and I'm the Sixers, I'm laughing at it. I'm like, what? I got Ben Simmons. I have so much more, so much more value. But at this point, you got to take what you could get, man. And and Jeremy Grant, you know, not a great player, but you, you you put him around other good players. I mean, we saw when he was on the Nuggets, you know, his, his value was just so much higher because he was just he, he didn't have to do as much, you know, he didn't have to be that guy. He didn't have to be that number one option. Like how you said, I agree with you, Jeremy Grant is not a number one option on a championship winning team, but I mean, if you have him as a role player that, you know, that's a, that, that's a very good role player, but on, on, on the piston side of things, I agree, Jay. I think that that might be a little bit too much to, to, to give up for someone someone whose value is already shot, man. But like how you said though, man, like where does Ben Simmons fit over there? You know, you definitely don't want to take a, take Killian Hayes and Cade out of that one and two man because you know they're growing even and even if the Pistons get Ben Simmons I don't see I don't even see them making the playoffs it, it, it doesn't even make them ridiculously better so honestly I think that in my opinion that's a little bit too much if you can just go straight up Simmons for Grant I mean that's not that's not as good for the for, for the 76ers but that's that's great for the Pistons man you know you 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 you're able to bring in a player that's going that's going to bring some defense man but 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 Jay um, I have, I have a question for you on the Pistons side of things. Um, mm. if you, if you are the, if you are the Pistons jam over there, who do you refuse to, to add into that trade? Because we don't know who another forward and young player is. And I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking right here on the Pistons roster. The, uh, some forwards that some forwards that got here is Sadiq Bay, uh, Josh Jackson, and then young players. I mean, it's kind of their whole roster is young. So <clears throat> who are players that you are like no that they're out they're out you cannot touch them whether they're too good which is probably not the case or they're too young and they have a lot of a lot of talent who do you not touch on that?
1: Yeah, I would say for Pistons, Sadiq Bay um, is the one I look at. I say there's a lot of upside there. He hasn't obviously touched it yet. Um, he's inconsistent at this point and inefficient at times. Uh, and then you look at a guy not like uh, I'm still not so obviously okay. Cades they're not going to yeah. deal with him. <laughs> yeah, but then even Killian Hayes, I'm not ready to to get rid of him. I think he he still has a lot of room to grow. Uh, give it a little time, see what he can do. He may not be able to – he may be first-round value, but maybe seven or eight I believe he was selected at. I think that they m- might be regretting that a little bit. But uh, those are the two players. And then other than that, I think that everyone's pretty up for grabs in that kind of deal.
0: Absolutely, Jay. Yeah, that's that, that's who I have, man. You cannot give up a player like Sadiq Bey. and and Killing Hayes. Uh, yes, he might like how you said he might have been taken a little bit too early, but he has potential. He has upside, and I don't see why you give that up for Ben Simmons. Who, I mean, now the entire NBA sees like, hey, if he doesn't get his way, if we don't if we don't rub his feet and give him kisses, he's gonna cry and he's gonna you know not come to the <laughs> not come to the game, man. So yeah, I, I don't think you give up uh, two players like that, man. But all right, Jay. So just one more question as far as the uh, the Pistons side of things. I know we've seen uh, Isaiah Stewart go out with that with that injury, and now the Pistons front court is looking extremely thin. And um, Twitter, uh, Pistons Twitter, has came out saying, "Give us DeMarcus Cousins. Give us DeMarcus Cousins." So Jay, how do you feel about DeMarcus Cousins making his return and joining the Detroit Pistons?
1: Um, I think it would be, I think it would be better than relying on Luca Garza or Luke Garza, a, a rookie um, in his first year. Especially, yeah, no, Kelly Olenek's out for, I think, six to eight weeks still. Um, and then, yeah, I, Isaiah Story had that ankle injury. I think he's listed as probable or maybe, like, questionable still. But I think, you know, it doesn't hurt to add some depth there. Um, I think Demarcus Cousins can still play in his – maybe in a more limited role. He's never going to be the Demarcus Cousins that, you know, that Boogie Cousins we all remember <laughs> and love um before his uh severe you know Achilles injury but I think you know I think they give him a shot give that give him a a opportunity to prove himself um in the league mentor the young guys a little bit because he was once a great player and I think he would be great to have around young guys like Garza and as Stewart
0: absolutely Jay you know and and I even I'm not going to say I see uh boogie i see I, I see boogie and isaiah stewart but you know they have that same you no know, big body type and i think that boogie could be there and you know be a, a great mentor to them so i'm 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 absolutely right there with you my brother and i just i just wanted to get a little quick uh quick quick feel on how you how you feel about that man but all right brother so let's let's keep it pushing man and jay and let's talk about some games here um you you, you want me to kick it off the games here for us brother
1: yeah, go
0: ahead. All right, all right, all right. So so I'll talk about some of the games. So on Friday, uh, we saw the Hornets beat the Pacers 121-118. One, Absolutely great game, very interesting. Um, but, you know, some things I, w- I want to point out here was just a great overall performance by the Hornets. You know, Gordon Hayward, 25 points, Miles, uh, Miles Bridges, 14 points, Ke- uh, uh, Kelly Oubre, 16, Cody Martin, 12. But who I really want to highlight is... That boy LaMelo Ball, man, he has been having one hell of a week, man. This game he had 32 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists and just and just seemed like he just looked so much more comfortable out there man just like he's just doing really whatever he wants he's now really be able to get to his spots and 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 score man and and just a quick a quick shout out for it to to the Hornets bench man no I mean sorry a quick shout out to the Hornets team they they scored 22 points off off the off the Pacers turnovers man which is which is incredible you know we we talk about all the time you know the great teams in the league I mean let's look at the Warriors for 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 instance you know they have the great that they have the They have the best record right now in the league, and what what did they lead the league in? A couple of categories. One of the categories is points off turnovers, and the Hornets were able to convert, and that's why they were able to 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 pull out that dub. But just just I I gotta give a quick shout out to the to the Pacers bench. That's why I'm gonna give a shout out to Jay, 78 points off the bench. Oh my goodness, they were out there balling, and I got and I have to uh, freaking thumbs down to the Pacers starting lineup, man, because. Only one player, only one player, which is Malcolm Brogdon, scored more than eight points in that starting lineup, which is absolutely unacceptable. And you just, you just, you, you can't see that from the Pacers, man. I, I'm just, I, I'm unfortunately thinking this is going to be another Pacers letdown year, which is sad, which is sad, man, because they have right, so much, so much talent on that roster. Is there anything you you want to touch on on that game, Jay?
1: No, I mean you, you said it all. I think that the Pacers are. You know, on, on another slide yet again, uh, you th- I thought when they brought in Carlisle, that it would be a, a change of pace. Man. I mean, you saw in that game, uh, I mean, most recently they've lost three in a row. Um, one of them was to those those mighty Pistons, which is a terrible loss. And then uh, in that game um, recently, like all all five of their starters got benched um, at the eight minute mark in the third quarter. I mean, that's just nothing that you want to see happen. Um, if you're a Pacers who a team who we all thought would at least be in making the playoffs, um, they're six and 11 right now looking like a disjointed team. So, uh, and then the Hornets, I think they're playing great basketball. Obviously they got a win against the, the Warriors, um, to name a few, and then they've been continuing that success as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I got to say.
0: Okay, for so, Jay. But, but before we move away from the Hornets, I gotta ask you real quick: Are the Hornets a lock for the playoffs? I know last year they had that that play in meltdown, and because they were a little young. But just you don't even got to get crazy deep into it. But you think they're a lock? Just first thought.
1: No. No. Okay. No. okay. I don't. Th- okay. I don't think they're a lock. No.
0: Okay. Okay. I got you. I was. I no, Play I was in
1: team that. lock. Play Play off team. no, I'm not. No.
0: Okay. I'm right. I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, my brother. All right, brother. Yeah. So the net the, 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 do you you want
1: you want to go to the next game yeah i'll, I'll go to the next game jay and i don't, don't know if you have this listed as either uh was that Boston Celtics 130 oh. to 108 defeat against the Los Angeles Lakers man and this this was a wild game you know a lot of team a lot of a lot of it being to um i wanted was pointing to leBron coming back how would the Lakers look uh, with LeBron coming back into the mix, you knew he was going to bring value to them. You knew he was going to bring their leadership, just doing what LeBron does. Um, and then this was just a tale of two halves. I feel like this is what it's been, you know, kind of the Lakers whole season, obviously going into the, the first quarter um, until into the second half. They, I think they it was tied or I believe they were up by one or down by one. The and robot, then yeah. those third quarter woes continue, man. <laughs> the third quarter. There's the, Jay, there's the third quarter Warriors. <laughs> and then there's the third quarter. Yeah, the, there's the third quarter Warriors who are plus 126 in the, thir- in, in the third quarter. And then there's the Lakers who are an abysmal minus 92 oh, uh, in the in, the third quarter, Jay. And this this has just been a continued theme for the Lakers who have been up and down. Um, I look to their defensively um, is their liability. I feel like teams just score at, score at will um, on their side of things. And then I just look at besides who they got as a number one, you know, AD and LeBron. I just don't know who they can rely on night to night. I've talked about it before. I don't know about Russell, you know, we've been talking about this is Westbrook, the West right fit. Is he the reliable third option or is it a guy who we had talked about tailing, Horton, Tucker, who had a stellar third, three, uh, three first games since returning. And then, you know, took a a hit in his last game. But I think that he's something, somebody they got to look to, um, As being that third option, Jay, um, a reliable third option, obviously is a tough task for him going up against Jason Tatum, who Frank Vogel spoke on as they want to prime THT to be guarding the other player's best player. I think on that statement, I'm a little hesitant, though, because THT is giving up a lot of size, especially to a guy like uh, Jason Tatum. He's given about five inches despite being, you know, having a a crazy, crazy wingspan. Um, I think that's a lot of size to be giving up. And then Jay, I'm gonna let you t- talk to. I think I may. I don't know if you have this game listed, but you do, talk yeah. about the Lakers side of things, and then I'll talk about my Celtics side of things for this game.
0: Okay, Jay. Well, I mean, before we even get to the to to the Lakers side of things, let's I got to talk about Russell West Brick, man. Shush, the dog is just the dog. The dog just has missed this almost every shot he takes at this point, man. You know, he had 12 points, shot 38% from the field, and shot 25% from 3, which is which is terrible. And what what I just cannot understand, and this is the same thing Shannon Sharpe keeps tweeting about, right? why is he taking threes like and then people are like he's open yes dog he's open for a reason my reason. dog he's oh, open man. for a reason man and he keeps taking them and he just and, and like i don't know somewhere in his head he's like okay the other, the other team's going on a run let me take some threes like that's that, that's just not that's not the freaking equation so i just i, I had to I had to talk about that because it, it, yes the lakers defense is, is is rough but a lot of the – in my opinion the struggles are coming to the lakers is cuz russell westbrook thinks this is still 2010 and, and right he thinks he thinks this is still Oklahoma City Thunder Russell Westbrook and it's just it's just it's just not that man and and you're playing with a way two players that are much greater than you and you you got to defer to them man but let's get to the Lakers man Jay my first thoughts were like wow man I'm so happy LeBron James is back you know he's 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 uh, He's gonna be running things instead of instead of West Brick, and it's just it just gonna be so much more fluid, man. You know, and and with with LeBron James, the, the Lakers were four and the Lakers are four and two without they're four and six uh, with with the, with LeBron uh, the Lakers are shoot 39% from the three without LeBron. They shoot 31% from the three. So, you know, that's just LeBron hitting the shooters, finding the open players. They turn over the ball less. They, they make better decisions. You know, it's just a better point guard, man. And, and the first half, it showed that, man. The Lakers were looking great, man. Only one turnover for the entire first half, playing, playing great defense, rotating, just doing it all, man. And then what happened? And then halftime hit. <laughs> and then halftime hit. Halftime hit. And for the third or fourth game in a row, the defensive anchor of the team, Anthony Davis, absolutely disappeared. The defense, dis- if AD disappears, the defense is about to disappear right there with him. So AD disappeared, so did the defense, man. And, I mean, Jay, you said it. I mean, like the Lakers right now have the second worst plus minus in the third quarter. The only uh, only team that has the worst is, is is the Detroit Pistons, man. And and at this point, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm questioning Frank Vogel, man. I'm really questioning Frank Vogel and, and his lineups he, he, he puts out there. It doesn't look like – he he finds something that works and then tries to switch it up and tries to go a whole different direction and 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 and, and that's frustrating man you know that's frustrating and just to talk talk a little bit more on the defense i, I don't think ad should be should be letting a 57 year old al horford score 18 points on 50 <laughs> on 55% from the field man when I mean, just overall, Jay, like overall, like I get it. The Lakers are, the Lakers are built to be a playoff team. I get it that they want to do this in a playoff. I get it. It's going to be hard to beat him in a seven game series, but you gotta, you can't just turn it on like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you have LeBron James, LeBron James in the past has turned it on and all this and all that, but it's, it's not, this isn't 27 year old LeBron, you know, this isn't, this isn't what what lebron was in the heat and the Cavs, and i think it's going to be a little bit harder to just turn it on you know because there looks like there's some players on that d on that team who just they don't have that on or off switch you know ad and bron might have it and they could turn it on when it gets a little closer to the playoffs or when it gets to playoffs but as a team you need to have it man because what wins championships jay defense and the defense yeah. is struggling man so yeah. it's just it's, it's 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 looking rough over here in la la land yeah
1: but talk to yeah. you about and- the celtics Let's talk about the Celtics. You know where that conversation starts, Jay. And that's (laughs) with Jason Tatum. And it was Jay. It was a guy who I had talked about on the last episode about who needs to be the number one option for the Celtics. And that's Jason Tatum. And he proved that on Friday night against the Lakers. What did he do? 37 points, 11 rebounds, three steals, four four three-pointers. His 14th 35-point game. Time Paul Pierce for the most Celtics games, 35-point uh, uh, games in Celtics history before turning 24. That's a league company with the truth, Jay. And this is huge because for the Celtics, number one, he's been kind of slow to this point, had a slow start to the season, and we're seeing him continue to pick it up. I think it's huge for the, for the Celtics team. I think it's even despite the Lakers not being the Lakers that we thought are, we thought they'd be before the season, still a huge win on your home court, protecting home court, building on those momentum. Classic I think, rivalry. Yeah. It's a rivalry game as well. And then you look at the rest of the roster. Another guy that points out to me, Dennis Schroeder. And I saw you t- tweet about it during the <laughs> game, man. He's looking, that was definitely a revenge game for him. He came out and performed 21 points. Six, six assists, six rebounds, exactly what you want out of your point guard um, on high efficiency as well. Man, I think the Celtics just look like a team that we thought they could always be. And it leads you to that question, do they really need Jason Tatum to play devil's advocate? Do they really need Jalen Brown and Mean Jack? I don't know. Do they to be successful? Could they get Ben Simmons into this rotation and be a little more successful? I don't know. It, it's a question that begs to be answered. Um, with the type of performance and the win that they got against the the Lakers, but Jay, how are you feeling about the Celtics? And I know I didn't get really too, too in depth with it, but how are you feeling about the
0: Celtics' performance? I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jay, you, you 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 hit, you know, you hit most of it. Jason Tatum was out, uh, was had a very slow start, man, but you know, stuck with it and 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 got out there and 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 kept kept putting his points up, and he he almost really got a, got got a forty piece. And Dennis Schroeder, man, I'm surprised he actually only had twenty one points. Because it looked like he was out there, it looked like he almost had 30 He's out open. there, man. The the way the way he was playing, you know, he was playing with, with intensity on, on, on both ends. And you can tell that game meant a little bit more to him. And, and and as you know, just a little side piece, uh, the like the Celtics, the Celtics like broadcast. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this on like flying around Twitter. They uh, they interviewed Dennis Dennis Schroeder after, and they had on this little uh, right next to his name said y'all paid Russell Westbrook 44 million, man. <laughs> so the Celtics kind <laughs> of go at the Lakers, man. So so yeah, I mean, to, to yeah. be real, they, they 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 took it to him, man. Overall, great team performance for the Celtics. You know, Marcus Smart had 22 himself. Uh, Josh Richardson had 15, and just they 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 did it, man. And I I I don't I don't know if the Celtics are going to be able to keep this up because you know as we've seen they had they've had some early season struggles, but they did it this game, man. And 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 that's what we talking about. That's all that mattered, man. So that they they did, that, man, shout out shout out the Celtics, but um. I, th- I, I still think the Lakers are going to be able to pull it, out, pull, pull it out by the end of the season, man. But talk to me about, about oh, yeah. some of the games that, that you had highlighted, Jay, for from the week.
1: Yeah, I mean, not really a, t- uh, a games that I had highlighted, rather a team. Okay. Uh, and that team is Atlanta Hawks, a team who I had said on our last, you know, hit and takes our last episode, our last long episode, that it's a team who needs to pick it up, a team who's slumping, um, a team who needs the leadership of Trey Young to be successful. And what did they do, Jay? Since November 14th, uh, they're on a four-game win streak, beating the Bucks, the Celtics, and last night beating the Hornets. Three, you know, team, good teams, and however you want to look at it, the Hornets may be a playoff team or a play-in team. Uh, the Celtics, a team who I think is going to make the playoffs, and then the Bucs, who I think are a lock obviously not performing at the highest level right now. And that's three quality wins. Um, I think they're playing great. Added added uh, with Trey Young, just playing at the level that they need him to play. I think that they shook off that honeymoon or whatever you want to call it, that rust. Um, the rust from the finals or being in the Eastern Conference Finals, playing at that high level and they're starting to compete, get in the swing of things. Clint Capella's playing at a higher level, man. And I think it's just only up from here. Uh, with the Hawks, who have we're off to a slow start, and I think they're going to continue to build on this recent success, Jay. That's a team I got highlighted. But How are you feeling about the Hawks too,
0: man? Jay, I, 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 I have, I have here that that the Hawks have made made the biggest transition man you know they started the season extremely slow uh it seemed it seemed like it seemed like Trey Young had to take a little bit of time to get adjusted to all of those uh I get I guess these these rule changes which you know we'll talk a little bit about later in the episode and but you know they they they, they did exactly that and just, just to give him a quick shout-out, man, you know, DeAndre Hutton has, has been out too. You know, he's, he's, a, he's about to miss the next two months uh, due to a, a wrist injury, and they still have, you know, been able to step up, and, and especially highlighting that DeAndre Hunter is one of their primary uh, defenders on that team, man. So just just, a, just an overall shout-out to the Hawks, man. And, you know, I, I actually want to run this by you quick, Jay, and I was watching the Hawks game the other day, and I was thinking to myself, I said, I think John Collins and – I think, well, I think John Collins and AD are tied for the best pick and roll role players right now in the league, man. They just are, it's just a a extreme threat, man. You know, both, both have that little mid range, both fly high in the sky to get the lob and they're, and it's every play, every play down court, whether it's a, a a Lakers pick and roll giving it to AD or whether it's a a Trey young or whoever Hawks pick and roll, giving it to, giving it to, to John Collins. And it's just extremely impressive. And, Especially for the Hawks' side of things, they have two. You know, a lot of times I see it's a pick and roll, throw it to John Collins, and John Collins throws a lob to Clint Capella, man. So it's just it's it's, it's looking nice out there for the uh, for the Hawks. So that was a that was a great great shout out, Jay. Um, yeah. So 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 you 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 uh you you want you want to get onto this NBA news, Jay? or you are you have any other teams you want to highlight?
1: Uh, one. I mean, not really a team. Uh, a player I gotta highlight. Let's talk just about it. That vintage beard, the James Harden <laughs> with that 36 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists on Jay. How many free throws? 20, 19 Ooh. from 20 from the line, man. That's a vintage uh hard. And of course, seven for 25 from the field goal, uh, from the field for, from the field goal range. And I think that's just a a vintage Harden performance, uh low efficiency. Get into the line. I mean, maybe the rule change. We'll get into that later, like you said. um, I'm guessing we'll have a segment about that. But I think the beard is back. I think he's learned how to – he's evolved too, as well as, you know, you talked about Trey Young. So just shout out the beard, man. He's back.
0: Man, shout out to beer, man. He's back even with the rule changes. He's like, yeah. Y'all can't hold me. <laughs> but all right, yeah. Jace. So, Jay, let's let's get to some NBA news. Like how we just said, man. Uh, just talked about DeAndre Hurden missing the next two months due to wrist injury, man. Uh, I know, I know we've seen Colin Sexton is done for the rest of the season with this torn meniscus. Uh, very sad news. And uh, and then and then we see the OG Ananobi. You know, he's out indefinitely with this shoulder injury. Out of those three players, so we're talking Hawks, Cavs, and Raptors, who do you think will be missed most on their team and uh, why?
1: I think OGN and OB uh, is going to be the most missed out of those. I think in terms of you look at the Hawks um, and they're just a lot of wing depth there. Um, So I don't think DeAndre, sorry, DeAndre Hunter, Hunter, as good of a player as he is and the value that he brings to the Hawks, I think they have a enough kind of pieces there to fill in uh, a little bit. Maybe I'm not at the level that he can bring, uh, but they have enough of those pieces there to fill in and be somewhat sufficient. And we've seen that with the level they're performing, but then you shift it to the Raptors. I think they're going to be missing a per- premier three and D guy Not to the level, shout out our guy, Oko. I don't think he's the best 3 and D player uh, in the league, but he's definitely up there with the best of them. And I think just losing a guy and a value and a player as important to OG, who's continued to emerge himself, um, continue emergence on the offensive end. And uh, a guy who's always been uh, a good defender, as I've mentioned, uh, is a huge loss um, for, for the Raptors who are trying to keep pace there in the East. Um, And obviously, when we're recording this on the 21st of November, let's see how they do uh, tonight against the Warriors. Um, I'm looking forward to that matchup. And I think the loss of him and not having him as a perimeter defender is going to be evident tonight, um, as it will be for the rest of the uh, time he's out. But who are you feeling out of that list, Jay?
0: I like that. I, I, I like that choice very much, Jay. But the only reason why I, only reason why I'm gonna go DeAndre Hunter is, is because you know the 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 Hawks already are a struggling team on defense, and you know DeAndre Hunter was their you know their their, their primary de- defensive guy. He was able to step up and guard some players and in the in the perimeter, man. So I, I'm I'm gonna go DeAndre Hunter on this one. I know if I feel bad for Colin Sexton because he is out for the season, but the Cavs still got Ricky Rubio, man. <laughs> so they're they're good. Still they still got uh, Ricky Rubio. They still got uh Darius Garland man so I think you know uh Colin Sexton will be missed but uh I think Ricky Rubio will be able to step right up and uh and fill in filling his position but you 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 almost got me there Jay you almost, you almost persuade me I almost I, I was thinking to myself like damn should I say OG now <laughs> yeah All right, no
1: Jay. I mean I think yeah no I think that OG and DeAndre Hunter are both gonna be missed by the Hawks and the the Raptors so, so I man. think either one has a good case Jay
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And for the fans down below, you guys let us know which one, uh, which, which of the three, whether Colin Sexton, DeAndre Hudden or OG Ananobi is uh, is, is going to be missed most to their team, man. But all right. So let's transition Jay to uh our, to, to our question segment here. I got, I got some questions here for you, Jay. And the first one, just because Jason Tatum had this crazy game, it's going to this this crazy game against Lakers. This question is going to sound kind of crazy, but you got to hear me out. Okay. Is Jason Tatum a lock for all-star this year? And now now here's why I'm saying this. Here's why I'm saying this. Currently right now, he's shooting his worst free throw percentage ever at at, at 76%. His worst three-point percentage ever at 32%. His worst field goal percentage at 39%. In my opinion, his team is underperforming. They had a great game against the Lakers, but every everyone is having a great game against the Lakers. His his he got his teammates calling him out for not passing. It's just, it's not looking like the Jason Tatum that we have kind of known and fell in love with for the, the, the these past two years. The scoring has dipped off a bit. You know, he's scoring one or two less points than he was the, the, the last two previous years. But I just, I, I don't know. It, like, is Jason Tatum a lock? You know, like, yes, he's an all star 100%. To you, what is it?
1: If by, are you saying by definition, is he a lock? Then no, I don't think. Will, he, do I think he's going to be an all star? Yes. Um, Would I say he's a lock? No. So <laughs> that's okay. kind of what I think. I think just his overall star power, um, I think that this is the type of game against the Lakers. Is that will catapult him in the right direction, get him playing at a higher level, something to build on, um, a flash of the player that we know he should be. And I think it's a player that we'll continue to see. Um, I think Jason Tatum's an extremely good player. Uh, I think he can be a superstar. He is a star right now. Um, Prolific scorer who was off to a slow start. So I think he's not a lock. but do I think he'll be an all-star? Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jay. I can't, I, I, I can't, you know, disagree with you because yes, his, his, his performance hasn't been, hasn't been great though so far this year, but you know, w- w- with a player like that, I think that he'll be able to, he'll be able to figure it out. But you know, if, if you're going to answer the question that, that I'm asking here, it's a lock. I don't know if he's a lock, but I think his, uh, his his game his his branding of himself you know because a lot of nba is also branding yourself how famous you are too and i think that you know him and him and deuce will will be over there at the all-star game man Mm -hmm. so all right jay um next question next question here i I want to run by you is jay you know we have seen john wall get uh held hostage over there in in the the houston rockets so if you could decide if, if if they came up to you and said justin tell us where you want John Wall, where do you, you can pick any team, don't worry about the money, don't worry about none of that. Where do you want to see John Wall playing in?
1: One team, ooh, that I want to see him playing at. Hmm. Dang, that's tough. It's tough I'd team. say you, probably. You,
0: you, want, you want to ponder on it? I have my question, I have my answer ready. Yeah, who you got? Who you got? I I, I got the Clippers, Maybe man. I'll. I I, I got the Clippers, okay. and the reason why I got the Clippers is I just think that Paul George he's he's gonna need help this year scoring. He, I mean, yes, Paul George is a great scorer, but we've seen the league you can't you can't be a one man wrecking crew anymore. Uh, that was back in the day, and I don't think Eric Bledsoe is gonna help it too much. You know, he's. Great player, but I think that John Wall will be able to be that secondary scorer. He can still push the pace. He can still be a a a modern point guard and and defer to PG at times too. So I, I got the Clippers.
1: I like that. I like, like the that? Clippers. I think that I'm I'm agree with you on that. I think okay. you know we haven't relied on Blood so uh, to be that number one or that point guard. Um, he's sometimes like a one-two combo. I think John Wall would fit in great there, giving him that second scoring option and. John Wall is like, I think he's very much a prominent NBA player. I think he can be serviceable to any team he's on, but I think the Clippers could use the services, man. Free him. Okay. Free him up. Free him oh. up. Free,
0: free my boy John Wall, man. <laughs> Facts. All right, Jay. So last question of this uh, little question segment that we got here, and that is and that is the NBA rules that we were talking about earlier, Jay. You know, uh, as we've seen, this game is being called different this year. Uh, the fans love it. Players hate it. Uh, but a lot of players are just complaining, saying that there's just too much contact and they're, they're, the fouls aren't even being called now. Jay, to you, uh, are these rule changes better or worse for the game and take out, you know, your fan bias uh, as a player, you know, you're, you're a player too. You know, you play, you played in college, you played at a high level, you know what it is like to get hit and not get caught. very, very frustrating in the game. So is it better or worse for the game? These rule changes. I love
1: it. I love it. I think it's great for the game. I mean, even in my, even in my college days, man, I was a very physical player. Like I liked contact. So, I think that, you know, it just it's survival of the fittest, man. I think that's the level that the game should be played. All these ticky-tack calls, I'm not into that, man. I love, I love that fluidity, uh, not that stop-start. I think that the game should be just played. And when it's played at its highest level, it's when the game is being – those ticky-tack calls aren't stopping and starting the game. So I think I'm loving the way that it's back to being actual basketball, not just watching free throws. You know, as a fan, but not, not as a player. You know, being able to absorb that contact, uh, not crying about every uh, every call, being able to play physical. Uh, I think that's the way the game should be officiated and played at the same time. And as a, as a bonus, as a fan watching it, you love to see it. Fats, but how are you feeling about it? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jay. it's, 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 it's nothing worse than watching a basketball game and seeing non-basketball moves being done like it's just yeah. extremely frustrating when you pump fake and then someone goes into you and then you take a shot like that like you weren't going to take that shot that's not how you shoot that's out of your form that's out of your form it's extremely frustrating slow it slows the game down it's uh, annoying for 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 everyone man it's, it's annoying for uh, the the players on the courts learning for the fans do it's only not annoying for the guy getting the free throw, man. That's only the only person it's not annoying for. So I'm loving it, man. I am loving it. And I think it's better for the game. Let's the game transition. That's the beauty of the game, man, It's in the transition, man, when the game is flying up to speed.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, though, too, these inflated numbers, these inflated scoring numbers that we're used <laughs> to seeing it, it are gone. Like, we're seeing who can truly score the basketball who now. Truly and instead of just those who can shoot the most free throws. Now, nah, we want to see who can put the ball in the hole without getting all these calls and we're finally to being able to see it. And the cream is rising to the top.
0: Absolutely. Jay. I love that, man. All right, Jay. So let's transition to our last segment here uh, that we have on this episode, Jay, and that's this new segment I'm going to introduce. And this is a little, who would you rather have Jay? So I have, I have four players here listed. Well, four options here listed of who would you rather have? I know we've been talking about this a bunch off camera, but I know we talked about a little bit on camera. We haven't really got, you know, d- d- dabbed crazy deep into it, and we don't even have to get crazy, but just real quick, Jay, who would you rather have, John Morant or Lamelo Ball? <laughs> oh,
1: I've been waiting for this segment for a while, man. I know you, Jay. You finally me. got it.
0: I know you. you finally
1: can. got it. We we've, we've been at, we asked even asked the fans in a poll too. Most, most of them say John Morant over Lamelo. I have to agree with them. Um, I think Jaw's is just playing at extremely high level. Um, He's doing it all for the Grizzlies, as is LaMelo. I just think that Ja, um, just in terms of his game, overall game, is just more mature. I just question decision making sometimes of LaMelo, his maturity level at times, albeit both great players. I would just rather have Ja Moran on my my squad and uh, on my team.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you, you know, Jay, I, 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 I pride myself. I pride myself off being honest, man. So I gotta, I gotta be honest with the fans and I gotta tell the fans at first I was going with LaMelo. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Me and Jay, we, we was talking about this over the phone, over the text and all that. I was, I was really going with LaMelo. I was like, he was, man, he was. I, 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 I was like, I was like LaMelo is a taller version of Ja. He can do, he can really kind of do everything that Ja can. But as I've just grown and, and I, I gotta admit my mistakes, I was wrong. I was, I was wrong. I would rather take uh, John Moran, man, the player that he is, and just the, the 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 grit in him, you know what I'm saying? The jumper you can find, the passes you can work on, all this. But what you can't work on is that dog in you, man, that dog. And, you know, shout out my brother, man, shout out Junior. I know one time Junior said, not to the same level, but John Moran's dog and his grit reminds me of Allen, Allen Iverson and his dog and his grit, you know, not the same game, but just that I'm going to get to the hoop no matter what, and I don't care who's down there. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on your head, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I I gotta go with John Moran because that cannot be taught, man. And and I just I don't think Lamelo's built from that cloth. Not saying he's not a good player, but he just he's just not ready for that Josh Smoke, man. So all right, Jay. So next play, next uh, two players we have here. This one's gonna be tough, Jay. The next the next couple ones are tough, brother. You know who he is, Kevin freaking Durant, or Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Ooh. Oof. Oof. Oof, that's a tough one that's
0: tough. Uh, that's tough.
1: but I'm going with you know who he is I'm going with <laughs> Kevin Durant uh, I just think number one prolific scorer the better shooter I think when he wants to defend he can defend with the best of them he's a great defender um, he can get to the rim too he's a great facilitator on offense uh, I think he can just do all of the things that uh, Giannis can do Uh, just at a little bit of a higher level and he's a better shooter about the same size. I mean, Giannis obviously has more bulk to him, but I'm going with KD uh, the two time champion, despite how he got it. I mean, we're not here going to talk about that, Jay. Um, I think that he was a huge part, probably the one or best second, or first best player, however you want to look at it on those title teams. Um, And, yeah, I'm just going with Katie and that. Not to take away from Giannis though, he's a great player in what he does, man. He's he's one of the top five, top three, in my opinion, in the game right now. But who you got?
0: Absolutely no takeaway. No takeaway from my boy Giannis, and I, I really like him. And I think that Giannis has got that. He even though he's you know made it to the top top of the pinnacle, he's got still got that underdog mentality. He's still ready to work and all that, but. I can't stray away from one of the greatest scorers of all time. Come on, man. I gotta go yeah. with Kevin Durant on that one, dog. Like that's just that's just you know who he is. That's Kevin, I'm Kevin freaking Durant. All right, man. So next two players we got Gosh. here is uh take aside his injury. I know he's injured this year, but are you taking as an overall player Kawhi Leonard or are you taking James Harden?
1: As an overall player, when they're at full yeah, full health, I'm going with Kawhi in that. I think that. He's led his team to a championship in Toronto. Uh, locked down the best three and deep player, or you know perimeter scorer, however you want to look at it, and defender in the league, um, two way guy, probably the best two premier two way guy in the league. Uh, and and then just as as everyone says, he doesn't say anything as a teammate. I think he's a great teammate in terms of leading by example rather than you know saying it. You don't have to be the most vocal guy to be a leader. And I think Kawhi is a perfect example of that. Never heard a bad thing about him, you know, being a teammate or anything. You know, he's just a guy who just goes out there, uh, puts his work helmet on, grabs his lunch pail, gets right to work. And you know what you're going to get from him, you know, the cyborg or whatever, man. He's, he, you just know what you're going to get. Whereas Harden, for as great as he is, there's times that I just question, number one, his work, work ethic um i think that he just has that get up and go mentality but i think like times he's just biased by just overall how his body looks man i'm not going to question his work ethic but like is that how you want to look and how you want to be there's a reason why he might be injured like, like he had his hamstrings problems that just could be just his overall health and how, how he's taking care of himself i don't know i'm not there uh every night he's the best of the best but i'm taking Kawhi, man
0: Man, yeah, I'm taking Kawhi too, Jay. I mean, we, we, I, I wanted to ask that question because we talk, that's like a great on defense and, and just a great pro- prolific scorer on offense. But, you know, it's, I don't feel that Kawhi Leonard is as far off of, as James Harden as a scorer, but I feel like James Harden is far off as Kawhi as a defender, man. So I, I definitely got to agree with you on Jay. I got to go with Kawhi Leonard on that. And for the last one, Jay, this one's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie, because both are injury prone players. But when they are playing and when they are there, they are absolutely monsters, Jay. So are you going with AD number one, the real AD, or are you going with that big dude, Joel Embiid? (laughs) That's a tough
1: one. At full strength, full health. I'm going to go with at full strength, at full health, uh, I'm going to go with Joel in that. I think that he uh, just can lead his team more. Um, he can be kind of just a dominant, more of a dominant figure um, night to night. More, I think he's just more of a dog, more of a competitor than AD. It's not, I think AD is definitely more skilled. It's just who would I rather want on my team um, when they're fully healthy uh, is, is Joel. I think night to night, I can expect him to compete. I can expect him to be the best competitor on the floor, the best player on the floor, um, dominating the big. He can step out. He can score inside. He's got great handles. Um, defender, Defending, he can also defend. Um, not as mobile on the perimeter as AD, but who I can expect night to night to compete with me when he's healthy and get the most out of his talent is Joel Embiid. That's why I'm taking him even when AD might be the more skilled player, but who you got, Jay?
0: Jay the crazy thing is these these players are so great that it's like you know you could really go you could really go both ways man but I gotta swerve Jay, I gotta swerve and I gotta I gotta go AD man you know like like I said a little bit more of a of of a of a defender in, you know in in the perimeter and I know we need to when you talk about today's game uh, you need you need bigs that are going to be able to run these run these pick and rolls and I'd rather take AD you know a little bit more of, of, a, of a secure shooter from deep and from and from mid-range uh, I don't I agree with you he doesn't have that same dog that just Joel Embiid has he doesn't have that same you know anger and and just grit in the paint I don't I agree he's not as much of a bully as Joel Embiid but I just would rather take AD you know as a to to defend to uh to, to give me those little, those little mid range jumpers, man. But all the only thing I question my boy AD is what we talk about all the time. Is he going to bring it, you know, is he going to, cause AD can be fully healthy. He could be on the court, but sometimes he may, he may choose to not bring it, man. So uh, the only, the only other last thing we got to talk about Jay is, you know what it is. We got to talk about the clutch talk player of the week. You know, we'd be doing that at, at each week, Jay. So uh, Jay, do you, who, who's your guy, Jay, who is your clutch talk player of the week?
1: My guy is none other than himself, Tyrese, to the max, max.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what is he doing in his last 10, uh, last six games, Jay? 25 points per game, four assists, four rebounds on 57% from the, from the field, uh, 48% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Uh, now averaging 18 points on the season, man. I think he's just doing it all. And we're seeing the efficiency from him um just the step right in guy that they needed I think he's so developed so much not only from his rookie year to now but I mean just overall from this past week I got to give it to my boy Tyrese Maxey playing at extremely high level um although the all those haven't equated into wins um I think it's just what you the doctor ordered if you're Philly being taking over filling in for Ben Simmons or probably permanently so but oh, who you got? Jay.
0: <laughs> For real, huh, Andre, permanently. But man, Jay, I, I, I like that, and I really like the fact that you went with the young player because I'm also gonna go with the young player, and that just shows that our, our league is in such good hands, man. Because I gotta go with another young player, and that's Lamelo Ball, man. You know, he's been he's been having one hell of a week himself. You know, 18 points, 18 points per game, uh, two two steals per game, nine assists, nine rebounds, shooting 34 from three, 40 from the field, and 93 from from the free throw line. He's just been. He's just like I, I was talking about earlier. He just looked so much more comfortable out there. Like he's able to get to his spots. He's able to just really play pl- play the game that play the game that he wants to play, man. And you know, for the last for the last ten games, he's also been average, been averaging a two point five uh I uh, uh, fouls per game. So I guess he's fouling a little a little bit less, man. So he's just becoming a, a smarter player with his decisions. I know that that's something that uh, that we talk about is sometimes Lomelo can get into a little bit of tunnel vision and make some make some not so smart decisions. So I think that you know this week he's really stepped up. So uh so I gotta go with Lamelo on that one, man. So all right, Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm the league is in good hands, Jay. The league is the in league really is good in hands. Great. The league is in really good hands, man. All right, Jay. Well that 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 wraps up our episode. Um man Jay so so the, the league is in really good hands, Jay. So man, we, we, all we all we gotta do Jay sit back, kick our feet up, eat some popcorn and just and just watch these young players hoop man. But nice. All right, Jay, so you, you got any last words you want to say here before we, uh, before we sign off here?
1: Nah, man. Like you said, league's in good hands. Uh, watch these games coming up. I think there's going to be some great games. Um, and, and, yeah, man, another great episode.
0: Another great episode, my brother. I'm happy to see you again. We will be talking soon. And mm-hmm. uh, and yes, guys, so as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you guys are on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rank our podcast. And leave us a review, man. Let us know what you like. Let us know uh, for these who would you rather have players. Who would you rather have, man? And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. It's going to be right here and in the description down below. If you're listening on, on any podcast platform, it's at Clutch Talk Pod. And that's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can find us on all of that, man. So, if that if ain't nothing more to be said, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. those